0: Hi, this is Cam Smith, and this is the podcast of Triple R's Eat It, a weekly radio show about food and drink broadcast live on Triple R from Melbourne, Australia, every Sunday. Hope you enjoy the podcast, and feel free to get in touch with us via the Triple R website.
1: Today, mm. yes, uh,
0: we do have a market report from John. Yes, which we will play for you. Emily. Always a
1: busy week at the markets. The week before Christmas, it's and, normally
0: bedlam. And he'll tell us when he's open, uh, which will be good. We get to speak to someone who I have great admiration for. Yes, who has had one hell of a year. Let's face it, all of the restaurant industry has. Ben Shuri. Yep, has uh, has also and um, I'm wondering
1: if he's going to be having his Christmas lasagna or he's, if he's, he's, he's just sick and tired.
0: I was going to say sick and <laughs> tired of seeing the bloody So for things.
1: those that don't know, Attica, um, the restaurant down there in Riponley, obviously like every other restaurant, had to road. close its doors. And, and so Ben started making the lasagna, amongst many other yeah. delicious things. The Vegemite scroll. So I wonder how many he's done this year. He's probably – how would he have thought in January 2020 that he would be making thousands of lasagnas? Or as I've often said, and more than one occasion on this show,
0: taking a saw to the dining room tables to build shelves to uh, to survive, and and becoming a purveyor of great t-shirts, by the way, too. If you want a a a Christmas present, and you can get down there, I'm sure you could.
1: be a pretty good gift. Maybe in 20 years' time, we we'll, no one will know who Ben Shuri is, but Attica will be, you know, the great surf brand of Australia or something. <laughs> who knows? Who knows? Sk- Skateware.
0: Who knows? Uh, and to take us, uh, to finish us off, before we do move to the sand spit. yes. Um, we're going to have a chat to the redoubtable Sebastian Rayborn in uh, Detroit. Yep. AKA Geelong. Motor City, Victoria. Mo- Motown. Yep. Motown on the bay. Um, and we're going to talk to him about uh, uh, what's that in your glass?
1: Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, it's something delicious. Oh, if I look at it, I would imagine uh, so. After you know, given the time it is around the festive period in the year, we've had, I think we've all earned a little bit of a delicious tipple and a reflection on this most extraordinary year. And and you know, we're all hoping that. The extraordinary times are all in the rear view mirror and we sort of keep everything crossed for, uh, for recent outbreaks, I suppose.
0: We do. And um, I guess one thing I really want to do is just applaud Victorians for everything that they've given up. Yep. And um, compliance, it's not really quite the word, but just the, their ability to
1: just read science and mm-hmm. go, yeah, this is what we've got to do. The community spirit at at great personal expense in, yes, many, cases in many cases for the collective good, mm. and of course there are some idiots protesting, but that was probably point zero zero one percent of Victorians. Yeah, agreed. I think everyone just understood, hunkered down, and got the job done. So hopefully it will contain that way, or stay that way. I should say. This is a podcast from Triple R, an independent media organisation in Melbourne, Australia. Triple R is listener supported radio and receives no direct government funding. If you would like to financially support R by donating or becoming a subscriber, hit up rrr.org.au to find out how.
0: Ben Shuri, a very, very good afternoon
2: to you. Good afternoon. How are you guys?
0: Ah, uh, better for hearing your voice. Really, really, really. Um, hey Ben, first of all, we were just wondering, um, uh, in a little preamble to the show, um, are you going to be doing lasagna again this year for Christmas, or are you kind of maybe just <laughs> want to walk away from them for a while?
2: No, we're doing lasagna. It's a great Shuri tradition. Can we uh, have no, to do yeah. lasagna? Yeah. yeah, it's not Christmas without lasagna.
0: Good, good. So the the uh, the big L will be happening on the on the big birthday of uh, the baby
2: Jesus. Absolutely, always.
0: Yeah. Well, um, may I first start this interview off with just congratulating your vision and your endurance and your good humour throughout this year
2: well, and, well thank you very much I think I think you know humour and tough time uh, makes it a little bit easier well, uh,
0: I, th- you know, I, I think humour is one of the ways that we actually get through tough times it's one of the things that I think <laughs> as a species keeps us sane
2: no totally and uh, you know not taking yourself too seriously and mm. I mean, trying um, to have a a fun time is kind of, you know, the point of life to me anyway. Um, you know, I always just want to
0: have a good time, Cam. Yeah. Deal with good people, you know? Well, uh, yes, uh, yeah, dealing with the like-minded individuals, huh? 100%. And, you know, I, I reckon there are a couple videos where I laughed myself stupid um, of, <laughs> of you, um, especially, uh, let's see, the, the, the first one that just made me fall off my chair was you as cat burglar.
2: Oh, yeah, you know, I was, Spit- I was very serious. But that wasn't supposed to be humorous, Cam. That was me trying to, you know, steal, oh. you know, loon secrets. <laughs> yes. Okay. So envious and- of loon croissants that I wanted to steal their secrets. Yeah. It was actually not, that wasn't a comedy at all. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry if you found that funny because well, yeah. very serious. Well, yeah. And you would have gotten
0: business. away with it too if it weren't for those meddling kids.
2: I know. Yeah. I
0: know. And the other one was uh, you on the football ground.
2: Oh Nacho Footy Light. Yeah, with, with Matt Matt Boyle, our hit chef. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. Well Matt's a mad, mad Richmond fan. Yes. Um and I'm a passive football fan. Passive, I I mean I, yes. I, I say that I barret for Geelong, but yeah. um passive, but, um, not yeah, aggressive. Was a bit of fun. Well I just wanted to you know it's a little team building exercise with Matt, just yeah. you know, coaching him up a little bit. Yeah, and you did yeah.
0: Kick it long, buddy, kick it long. No, it was uh, it was great. But it isn't it amazing what we've all had to do uh, in in this year, and who would have thought? Like Matt and I were talking again before, who would have thought in January um, that it would have all come to this?
2: Yeah, it's a funny one, you know. Um, I, you know, I think in January I had like just a feeling that things weren't quite, you know, weren't quite right. You know, I really? just had an in- inkling. Yeah, yeah. I yes. just You know. Um, just a, it was a strange start of the year in business, and we were in Japan, my family and I, um, on a holiday for ten days, and it, mm. it was starting to kind of kick off. And I don't know, I'm incredibly conservative financially in yes. business. I'm I'm not conservative the way that I, you know, that I create um, things that my business does, but I'm, you know, basically in the essence, I'm always terrified of going broke, um, and I've worked. At you know, a few places that have gone broke, and of course, a lot of places that have always really struggled financially, yeah. as every, almost every hospitality worker has. And yes. um, and I don't want to be that. I don't want to be that cliche. You know, so I, you know, I I, I suppose I worry a lot about it, and uh, I, you know, I internalise that. It's not really something that my staff uh, see or that the public ever really know about. But mm. yeah, it, I, I I feel uneasy in January. You know, um, I got to say. Hmm. Yeah.
0: The spider senses were uh, were tingling a little bit, you're saying.
2: Yeah, totally. You know, um, the way that we run our company is a bit different. Um, we pay down our debt all the time. Yes. Um, before time, basically, we don't have outstanding debt to our suppliers. We pay them every Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, all of the costs of Attica are calculated on a weekly basis, so, you know, holiday pay and payroll tax and all of the you know bass and gst and set aside um that's all because you know but you I've see, had bad experience see the ramifications terrified of going broke, broke you know so yeah. um and plus i think it's good business
0: yeah and also see with the, the terrible ramifications for those that choose to uh, to not do uh those things and especially the things like superannuation <laughs> things like that we've Seen some uh, some sort of unraveling in some areas. Maybe that's probably the best. We'll just leave it
2: at that. Um, no, well, you know you're accountable to the people that you employ, and uh, you know you want to look them in the eye and, and um, well, have yeah. a good relationship with them. You know, and that's just um, it's just a load of garbage to not look after those things in business. You know, so it's very straightforward, really. Um, but well, well um, for
0: some, for some, you know, substance is easy for for some people that have it. Shall we say?
2: Well, yeah, I don't want to pass judgment on others, nope, but you know, am I, not? I, I I just have a way of doing things myself, and um, you know, I can sleep at night. That's the, that's the that's the moral of the story, I suppose.
0: And get up and look yourself in the mirror, and and, and on the same, the uh, d- different side of the same same coin.
2: Well, Cam, you know, I'm also a parent with three kids who, and almost all of them are in their teenage years now, and I have a lot of the parents of my staff and people that I've employed coming to the restaurant to eat and I like to say hello to them and, and meet them and greet them and, um, and you know, that could be a real awkward moment if you uh, weren't taking care of your people, um, but it never is. It's always just such a great pleasure to meet the, the families of my employees and um, and some of those families keep coming to Attica long after, you know, employees gone, moved overseas or gone to another job, you know, um, and, you know, I just, I believe in karma pretty strongly. Yeah. Uh and I think what you put out there is what you get in return and um and if you put negative energy out there, then that's what what you're going to get you know and uh, I might be um, you know significantly less well off for uh, my beliefs in the way that I do things, but ultimately um, you know I just really strongly believe in karma,
0: yeah, yeah tell me about um the uh, the restaurant in Ira has uh, Ira Road. I'm sorry, has reopened in a limited way. Um, it has. Tell us, tell us a little bit about that. So, how many people are you seeing in the
2: place? Well, we've we can do about 40 at the moment. Um, oh, 40, okay. Yep. Yes, and it's about 60 percent, 65 percent of our capacity. Yes, um, and that's what we're doing, and uh, it's been. Uh, Wonderful to reopen, and the staff, you know, like, probably even more excited than me. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, um, you know, we've it's just another, it was just another, you know, we were caught off guard by the Premier's announcement about uh, two-square-meter rule, changing from four to two-square-meters. mm mm-hmm. Um But we had to very quickly uh, react because what we were doing before, which was takeaway and, um, and delivery, was declining uh, as restaurants had reopened. Yep. Um, and we, I think we reopened in six days. I repainted the inside of it. Completely repainted the inside of the dining room. Oh, do you what, what color you go for?
3: <laughs> Same color. Yeah, okay. No, no, just, so it was just, just a
0: yeah. it was a touch up to make it look nice and pristine again.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely.
2: Yeah. It's always got to look pristine. I really can't stand it when I go somewhere and it's like paint missing, off oh, the that's wall or awful. I always isn't just it? think it. Yeah, I always just think it says like it just reflects poorly on the owner, not on the staff. Yeah, you, know, you just spend the money and paint that. You know, no. it doesn't cost much.
0: Um, e- even even more than a dirty toilet.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, it's my number one yeah. uh, pet peeve. But yeah. Yeah, we've hung um, amazing new art from um, artists like Rico Rennie, um, Tom Blatchford, and um, Wayne Horse, and, and the place looks quite different actually, and it, it's just wow. really cool. Um, we framed over uh, my my tag uh, "Never Give Up" on the wall um, yes. with a. Kind of a crazy black and um, red, red glass frame. Actually, it looks kind of ominous in uh, yeah. the dining room.
4: Oh, that's cool! Uh,
2: but you know, it's great, and we've got a brand new menu. Um, Thirteen brand new courses, and a lot of those dishes wow. are inspired by our time through the last eight months. So it's a different, quite a different time for Attica in a way. The menu, yeah. and um, it reflects, uh, you know, many many things that we've learnt and this period and um many new inspirations and a bit of an broadening of the horizons you might say yeah. as well um yeah as well as just wanting to make things that are super delicious
0: well uh, look we and we are very very lucky that we have you in there to do that but being caught up in uh, headquarters uh, glen glen ira uh, glen ira road it must have taken its toll, and uh, one of the things that you are doing, and I applaud you for doing this, and I think it's a great idea, is you're busting out and uh, heading out of town, and you're going to go to summer camp.
2: That's right, yeah, we're at Attica summer, summer Camp sometime in the near, near future. Yes. Um, I'm actually there uh, every day at the moment, renovating and building this place to help with uh, it's a ground-up build for a pop-up restaurant, which might be the first time that has ever happened in the history of restaurants. Yeah. Um, and it seems like absolute madness. Um, I've got to say, I'm working, you know, on the site 18, 20 hours a day. Got the nail seven bag days on a week. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I've you, got you do all nail the tools well. that you can imagine. Yeah. Oh, I know. Yeah. I grew up with a son of, son of a farmer, son of a builder. Yeah. Um, have overseen many renovations and extensions and whatnot in my life, and I'm working with a dedicated. Team of amazing um, local people. Ben Banfield is a local Yarra Valley builder, and his crew are with me, and uh, we're hard at it, and we're just um, striving every day. The site's amazing; um, it's it's, uh, it's uh, in it's Seville, a, it's right? A polished gem. Uh, it's in Seville, Yep, it's in the country. It feels like you're in the proper country when you're there, and you're. It's not, and without giving too much away, it's not um, a typical vineyard restaurant. Uh, or view. You're actually looking at ranges and um, also um, gum trees. And it's um, it's just, it, you know, the whole idea of it and the, the reason for it is uh, that I wanted to create something that that I would find to be the antidote of this long, hard winter and this terrible mm. period that we've been through. Yeah. Um, like a celebration of life, a life-affirming place that's very informal and affordable. And maximum fun, Um, and so um, you know we've overcome many, many trials to this point. Even on the site, it's just been unbelievably difficult to even be getting close to um, opening. Cam, you know, just I've never put myself through the ringer in this way. I've got to say, even you know, 15 years of Attica, it's never been as difficult to um, to overcome stuff and to get things done. Um, And I've been there by myself. Really for a few weeks, and yeah. I've got to say, you know, working by myself, it's just, I'm allergic to it. You know, I um,
0: oh really? I, I thought maybe I, it might I can't be
2: stand it. But no, it's, it's, it's not
0: like a meditation for you.
2: No, no, not when the task is so oh, vast, yes, yes, you know, so, so much ahead. huge, and you're, you know, you need your people at the restaurant, but you need to be leading and doing this other thing. And uh, there's moments when I, I felt like there was about three weeks of. Just gathering equipment for this place. I mean, there's nothing at the site, right? Like this wow. is a ground up. There's nothing. There's not a chair. There's nothing. There's not a you know a, a piece of a kitchen equipment. There's nothing, and it's not. There's no infrastructure. This place has been built up from the ground, no, and um, not
0: even an old discarded bain marie container.
2: Oh no, no, nothing <laughs> that I could use. Which yes. is um, which I'm learning is like probably not. It's kind of foolish, you know. Like maybe next time I. I go to do something that's going to be just around temp- temporary, like this place will be. I might uh, consider going into a place that's already fitted out, Cam. But you know that's <laughs> but that's easier said than done. Knowledge
0: plus so. plus experience, mate. <laughs> Knowledge plus experience. It's the wisdom. Yeah.
2: Well, autonomy is key too, though, Cam. You've got to. Yes. You know yes. you don't want people interfering with what you know your vision for business. You know. So okay. and we have we have a great site and a nice owner and it's um it's going to be a fun time. Looking forward to it.
0: Good. Okay. So, and people, uh, if you go to the Attica website, it says at the moment it's coming soon. It looks like one of those very amusing pine air fresheners that you (laughs) hang from your mirror. I got that.
2: Um, I've got to say, I mean, I I don't get high on my own stuff, but I really (laughs) like, I really like the design of the logo. I'm like so pleased, our graphic designers just, like, headed out
0: of the park. So you did get high on this own supply. A uh,
2: little bit, a little bit, yeah. Fair
0: enough. Hey, listen, we're going to give you that latitude, all this work and dedication, and saving so many staff members and feeding so many other staff and visa holders. It's great. I'm getting the wind-up from Matt, so I am going to have to go. Ben, I love you, mate. Um, I really, really do. Too, Cam. Um, Thanks, mate. Yeah, here's to a very Merry Christmas. May you sit down and just... Just empty your thoughts and just go into that bowl of lasagna when you do, because <laughs> that is the power of food, isn't it?
2: Well, it is. You know, everybody together. I'm looking forward to Christmas Eve and a piece of Christmas cake in front of the tree with my three kids yeah. and um, and my partner Kylie.
0: Uh, Merry Christmas! All the
2: best, mate. mate. Thank, Thank you, you, Ben. To you
0: guys. Yeah, right back.
2: Take care you. out there. Bye. You're listening to a Triple R podcast. Discover more podcasts from Triple R, exploring science, technology, food, books, social issues, politics, and more. To listen, hit up the Triple R website or your favourite podcast platform.
4: We got a little bit of a industrial sound happening here today, John. Yeah, definitely they're crunching up all the styrofoam so they can recycle them. Thank God. Um, we're definitely into the recycling. Even the greens go into a green bin and they go to a recycling place, so yeah. it's very, very good. Yeah, it's all sounding pretty exciting here. I was expecting a few more crowds here today, John. Well, today, slowly, but surely, uh, what are people are doing? Yeah. Is they're cleaning up their fridges and... Uh, oh, getting ready. <laughs> getting ready, mate. They'll be out like sharks Tuesday morning because <laughs> uh, we're here Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday, but I've been telling everyone come Wednesday because... Um, Wednesday? Why yeah. Wednesday? Well, Thursday's the last market. Uh, We're closing at the end of the day, so we won't try not to carry too much stock. Um. And even the boys, that will open up in between in not many days. So um, not a lot of um, them are going to bring back a lot of stuff, so they're going to buy fresh stuff in between what they need. Um, So, you know, get in there and get in early and uh, get out and have a a lot of fun with it.
0: And bring lots of bags. Hey, what about um, uh, behind me? uh, So far as for getting seafood, what's your tip? When should they be getting their seafood? Should that be Tuesday? Uh, they should
4: be like me. I already ate my seafood <laughs> um, because um, and that's your diet. Yeah, everyone, the every, seafood, every, diet. Yeah, seafood <laughs> diet because everyone's saying lobsters cheap. Lobsters cheap. Is it? Uh, yeah, it is. Compared, it's about seventy to ninety for the best lobsters from Tasmania. And, As um, opposed
0: to about 121.40 that it's uh, they even hit
4: 200 one yeah, year. Yeah, yeah, right. um, Yeah, so we, we bought a kilo and a half lobster and we had our meal out of that. Um, you should definitely pre-order if you can, if not get in early Tuesday uh, or Wednesday. Uh, I heard last year that uh, the sharks were out there at two o'clock in the morning looking for fish. You know, That's a bit over the top, but you know, the earlier the better. Get in, decide what you need, and um, have a feast with that too. <laughs> so we've got Sharknado at the, uh, oh, at and the look, Queen Victoria Market. You, you've really got to see it to understand it. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, come 9 o'clock, my customers are saying, well, we're all these people who have never been here before. Why are they here pushing us around? So uh, that's how, how uh, it can get.
0: And I imagine that you guys would push back too.
4: Yeah, but yeah. We, we tolerate everyone, so, you know, we keep everyone happy. That's what I've always said about you, John. You're a very beautiful, tolerant man. We have to be, mate. We have to be. <laughs> Life's too short not to be. <laughs> yes. All right, um,
0: we're going to do a little bit of show-and-tell, and, tell. and uh, John's got some of the, the things that he thinks are the very, very best, and we'll cast our eyes across the, the way looking at fruit, and maybe down at Robbie's for his fruit. But you've got these um, these peppers who... Um, this is a bullhorn pepper. Um, I'm holding a yellow one. It's uh, about a bit more than two thirds of a ruler, so that's what about 25 centimeters. Yes, it's a golden yellow. It no. is a golden yellow. Not it just is.
4: like the banana chilies that they're that bright yellowy. Oh, green, chartreuse yeah, sort yeah, of thing. Yeah, this, yeah, is, yeah. this is this is golden yellow like a capsicum. A, yes, it's and beautiful.
0: It's, I never would have guessed where it came from.
4: This one came from New Zealand from our cousins over there. So you know. Cousy Bros. Yes. Hey, Cousy um, Bro, you got some, some yeah. peppers. So we, we've got a beautiful bright red one, and I didn't bring a green one, yeah. but I brought this um, oh, the... banana one. But this one, you can get a pleasant surprise if you don't know that the hot ones and the sweet ones all look the same. So, and yeah, yeah, no, I no, no, you know it's like, hey, lick your fingers, lick <laughs> your fingers. Yeah. If Jonathan um, says that to you, do not. Definitely not. Yes. Um, there are suckers born every minute, so, you know, we've True. done it to Cameron. I'm sorry, Cameron. We have our fun. Uh, these are hot. So, the others are yeah. all very, very sweet. That was probably 13 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, these bullhorns, they have a thicker flesh, they're yep. sweeter, yep. they're beautiful to chuck on the grill. Um, then they are unbelievable for your stuffing that you taught me yeah, yeah. about a Stuffed, decade ago. they to die for. Oh. But... Um, some of my Greek customers have been going crazy. And I say, well, what are you going to do with yours? Yeah. And one said to me that she char-grilled them, yep. mashed them up. Mashed them up. Uh, and then put feta through it yep. as a dip. And then Ooh. hot ones as well. Ooh. So they did the same with the hot ones. So you, you mashed them up.
0: Yeah, even she blitzes them. Oh, she blitzes them. Okay, yeah. and then add some feta, probably a little bit more olive oil. Yeah, no herbs, like a little bit of oregano. Well, One,
4: or... yeah, but not too much. Yeah, yeah it you, be too you don't want to kill the sweetness of the chili, yeah. the, 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 the bullhorn.
0: Even a little bit of parsley might be nice with that Yeah, too. yeah, but there are no but rules. Whatever, whatever. But it's... that's good. I've never, I've never heard
4: that. Well, me either. I, mm. I've thought about doing things like that, but you know, listening to someone else doing it and saying that it's really great and. And, and they enjoy it. It really makes me happy and, and wants me to make it try it as well. Yep. Now, you've got a little so, uh, tiny finocchio. We've got a little finocchio, fennel here. Yep. Now, this is not a baby fennel. This is a hybrid. It's a cross between a big one and a baby one because mm. the big ones are finished. Yep. Um so you just add a little bit of crunch to a salad or even if you cut it into eight pieces and put it on a table as a, a palate cleanser. We could pretend we're Sicilian and, and, and pair it with orange and make
0: mm, a salad. A shame
4: we haven't got a blood orange or two, have yeah, we? Yeah, yeah.
0: But I, I still think a, a, good, um, a good navel... Are there navels around or are they Yeah, finished? yeah,
4: there are navels around. Yeah, yeah. Um, Stephen's got a stack of them over there.
0: But, oh God, I love that. Um, and I love... Can I say one of my favourite salads radicchio and some
4: orange yeah. and, some, and some good sharp vinaigrette and pepper and a red onion. It was a bit tragic this week. We got three kilo of radicchio for the whole week and that's it um, because it got affected by the weather. Oh no!
3: So you got
4: no ridicule at the moment? There's one tiny, tiny one just for you, maybe. But maybe. Okay. No, nothing worth selling at the moment. But we'll, we'll see if we can pick up some more Tuesday. Well, this
0: is it. And this gets us to the point of, uh, and I want to talk about this later in a sec, but it's the idea of picking the eyes out of the market, finding what's really, really good, and then making your menu. Because I came to you with my preconceptions. I came and I'd seen this picture of this salad that i had made a few weeks ago and go, oh, I really need that today, but we'll move around.
4: Perhaps I'll use the lettuce that you have here. What is this is a oak this, this is a green oak, yes. Yeah, green oak. Um, it's thick. It's thick. Unfortunately, it was grown hydroponically. Um, I bought these because of field so, ones.
0: rewind. Why did you utter that phrase? Unfortunately, it was grown
4: hydroponically. Well, I'd rather something grown in Mother Earth. Me too. Alright? Because Yeah. We deal with responsible growers in anything we buy. Head in the sun, feet in the soil. Now, because we know of these growers, we know that they're responsible. They haven't put too many chemicals in the water to grow them. Yeah. Maybe even a natural thing like a sea salt. Charlie carp. Yeah, Charlie carp and that to enrich the water to feed the plants. And they grow. This makes a beautiful salad. Um, it's got a very thick stem on the bottom. If you sit it in a bowl of water, it will keep growing. Yeah. So you pull out the outer leaves and keep enjoying it until the day it's gone.
0: The only it, thing I would say to people is that when you do take it home,
4: get it home quick because they can, they can wilt.
0: Definitely, and because
4: um, they've been pulled out of the water and they dry yeah. out. But this is very robust. And, oh, okay, I was going to actually say it's fragile because I remember, like, you know, mignonette, which is sort of its cousin. Oh, don't get me wrong. They still are fragile, but yeah. it's very... It, it's big and luscious and robust, uh, you know, and uh, sometimes they can be small and, and ugly-looking. But the field ones, unfortunately, um, they got wind blowing. they got a little bit of sun. they got a little yeah. bit of rain. So they looked a little bit ragged. Favourite dressing with this? A um, little bit of oil and vinegar, salt, that's it, plain. For me? Plenty of salad onion. Yeah,
0: okay. Uh, for me is uh, vinaigrette, so I'm going the French. And I put a good spoonful of Dijon mustard in there so that when you shake it up, it naturally emulsifies and it coats the leaf beautifully.
4: Beautiful. It, does, it doesn't burn the soft lettuce, does it? No. Oh, that's good. Because no. sometimes you can put a uh, uh, harsh vinegar on mm. and it burns the leaf and it's a bit mushy. Yeah. But for me, I don't care. I like my lettuce. And, and then to complement oh, that, there it is. Yes. Now I bought these beautiful tomatoes. I reckon that'd be tomato of the year for me. Whoa. We've got a mini truss, more of a heart shape than elongated. Yeah, it's it's aroma that comes to a point. Yeah, and now so they're it's on like a It's San Marzano, or without the uh, smaller, without the variegation. Yeah, that's right. Now these are on on the uh, vine, as you say, what do you say, en branche? <laughs> I don't say it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Cam. <laughs> and you didn't even give me coffee. <laughs> and then this um, vine's got about 30 or so tomatoes on it. It's gorgeous. Mm. And um, I, I say to people, we've got the cherry tomatoes, which are strong. Mm. We've got the big mini truss, which are, are sweet, sweet. Yep. And this one's a strong, sweet one. Yeah,
0: and, and robust flesh.
4: Yeah. Now this thrown, Yes. Okay. This thrown into a salad, mm. even whole, mm. and then you put them in your mouth and they go bang when you oh. bite them like a bomb. Yeah, yeah. And also, I saw a photo, someone skewered them mm. and just threw them on a the barbie. <laughs> oh, that sounds nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Except careful when you get them off, because they could explode oh, in your mouth. They are burn. very hot, so yeah, be careful. let them cool down. So, you know, that's, that's my favourite tomato this year. Yeah. But, you know, we've got millions on. We've got beautiful Murray Bridge. Uh, Doncaster tomatoes are coming. Mm. We've got the cherry. I spoke about those. Black Russians. We've got Rouge de Marmont. We've got some spectacular aromas as well. I've got some beautiful cookers on special. And some greens. And we've got some green ones as well, yes. Yes. People are making a a mixed-colour salad or they're making a salsa or whatever.
0: Beautiful. All right, John, I'm going to have to get back to the studio pretty quick, but... um... We know about 2020, so much has been talked about it, Um, but I personally want to thank you um, for being up and ready, front and centre. Even when we couldn't come and see you, you were still able to take our calls and give a little bit of familiarity and, dare I say it, a bit of comfort to the people over this year. Um, Thank you so much for your contributions uh your great humor your passion about food and uh also giving us an insight into the uh the chaotic nature of an italian family and uh you know the relationships within
4: (laughs) yes i've been happy to do it because as you know we enjoy our food we enjoy talking about our food we share our experiences and like you said it has been a hard year yeah but you have to battle on you know i learned from my grandfather he was here during the depression um Worked just for food. Survived. Worked hard. Everyone worked hard. We built it up. We had a struggle, but I don't think we struggled like the old boys did. And now we're back on top. The year went really quick. We're lucky we survived it. Uh, And I'm very, very happy about that. So I wish everyone good luck, good health, good Mm. food. Mm. What else do you need in life?
0: Smiles. La Dolce Vita is what we want. And good company. And good company. John. Um, You're also going to be taking a little bit of time off.
4: Yeah, I'm going to have about 19 days off. It's going to be beautiful. Maybe we might even... I'm doing... I'm still
0: broadcasting, so maybe I might even ring you at home. Yeah, I'll tell you about the
4: food festival. We can talk to you from the pool, you know. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) We've already um, spoken about some of the special things we're going to cook. Oh, awesome. All right, I hope we get that uh, pizza oven going. Definitely. Definitely. Thank you again, John. You're welcome. Have a beautiful day. Back to the studio.
1: You're listening to a Triple R podcast. Discover more podcasts from Triple R exploring science, technology, food, books, social issues, politics and more. To listen, hit up the Triple R website or your favorite podcast platform.
0: It's time ladies and gentlemen the sun is over the yardarm. Um, let's face it after the year that we had we all need a good drink.
1: Yes. In moderation, of course.
0: Sometimes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, that's, uh, that's true, Matt. Yes. Because we wouldn't want to fall over. Responsible service of alcohol is very important to us year-round.
0: This is correct. We don't want to have it as falling down water. We no. want it to be imbibed and enjoyed. And uh, the wonderful social lubricant that it is. And who better to have a chat but the doctor himself, Dr. Sebastian. Are you there?
3: I am Cam. How are you, Matt? How are you, Cam? Ah,
0: oh, better, better now, better now. Uh, are you in the uh, <clears throat> the new fabulous premises of uh, Anther in uh, in Geelong the old Federal Mills by any chance?
3: Well, I, I can see them from here, but I'm actually on the waterfront. You <laughs> can see them from right down, right down there, right on the yeah. on the water. So having a having a quick uh, bite to eat with the family. Before, oh, I thought you were having uh, a quick dip. Some gin tastings this afternoon. No, no not, not a quick dip, no.
0: <laughs> no. No, no dipping, no dipping. But uh, yes, it's, it's great. There is a great landmark because you have the, uh, the incredible old, uh, uh, the phallus made of bricks uh, <laughs> that uh, is the beacon. That's <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> absolutely correct. And for those who are into their botany yes. and, and want to look a little, a little more deeply Deeper. into the name ANTHER, Yes, and, and this is probably oh, oh, a good point no, to, Hey,
0: kids, hold the, <laughs> hands over the kids'
3: ears. Well, I was going to say this is probably also a good point to to correct you a little bit, Cam. But I am I like not. I'm not the doctor. That oh. would be that would be Dervilla,
0: Oh, Doctor Dervela. Yes, who, who, so she's a real doctor. I've just given you an honorary <laughs> title. That's all.
3: But she uh, she was the one who finalised our name, Anther, And uh, for those who want to get more deeply into the reproductive processes of plants, well. Mm. They'll appreciate the uh, the humour of the huge red brick chimney for yes. a brand like Anther to, uh, to be there. So
0: there is a little bit of uh, uh, anatomical echoing, shall we say? Shall we say? <laughs>
3: but, uh, but yeah, it's, you know, Cam, it was really lovely to uh, you know show you the place. I think it was. Well, I a box. Now, Yeah,
0: I got to see it as, as a box with uh, a brick box. We've, uh, we've admittedly a nice floor, um, a terrazzo floor, um, and uh, it, is, it has grown. And you now have uh, Big Arnie, your, uh, yeah. your distilling friend, who uh, no doubt you've been very, very intimate with, and, uh, and all the other bits of equipment and pipes and things like that. And of course, yeah, incredible plans for the other room, which um, we look forward to seeing that come into fruition, my friend.
3: And do you know what has been the nicest part? You know, obviously, you know, a year like no other. Mm. And, you know, for, you know, our brand's always been a, you know, for bars, you know, that's our background and that's who we've always sold to. And so we've always met our customers and talked to our customers through venues. So when they all closed, you know, we didn't share our products with anyone, you know, for so long and, you know, it was so strange and then to open the distillery and have, people come in and to sort of be able to share it with them like it was just such it's a strange privilege yeah you know to i think it comes back to what hospitality is about and whether you're you're, you know you're a chef you're a bar you're a distiller a brewer you know we make things that people consume and it makes them smile and we like people oh you you know we do and it's yeah. It's just, it's you know, I felt very cut off from that this it's year. It's hard,
0: yeah, and it's it's funny if I can just relay my own personal thing. The very last day before lockdown was uh, helping you guys out and a and a really really amazing cast of bartenders, including the redoubtable Trish Brew from Feather Tree, um, putting gin in a bottle. But enough of that. Anyway, we wanted to talk about. The responsible service of alcohol. I'm just nodding yeah. to Matt and going, yeah, see, I said it. Uh, thank you. He's going, "He, you're right back at your cam. Good on you, tick. Um, what sort of uh, things can we be thinking about over Christmas, but also summertime to, uh, to put a little spring in our step, but uh, also just um, when you get make something that's so beautifully balanced, it can be just a glorious symphony in a glass.
3: Well, there's a few there for me, Cam. I think every year we talk about the humble Bellini. Oh. As, you know, it's peach season. Yeah. Get some good white peaches. Go to the market. Get them right. Yes. You know, peel them. Yes. Puree them. Yes. And just pour, you know, amazing local sparkling or, you know, if your friends are buying French champagne, you know, one-third peach to two-thirds champagne and stir gently and... It's just such a pleasure. And one
0: third, two, two thirds. There we go. That's it, easy. It,
3: you know, and it's it's so good. It's so easy. Obviously, it doesn't contain spirits. So yeah, you know, it wasn't me who advised it, but God, it tastes good.
0: Yeah, um, it, ambrosial. Because um, the beautiful thing about a white peach is its glorious aroma, isn't it? Oh, it's, it's the so smell good. of summer. It's one of them it's, anyway. Uh,
3: I, I love them, and then so and you can you know you can use nectarines and. Peaches and you know, trial white peaches and yellow peaches
0: and yeah. And, anyway, maybe the only thing good. I might just sort of maybe um, uh, warn against is maybe just using a, a can of SBC cling peaches. Maybe that's not <laughs> quite it. Maybe a little, maybe a little drop of vanilla in with it might make it palatable. Maybe,
3: think, but maybe I think stick with the.
0: Shall we say reasonably priced sparklings that might flavor match that <laughs> tin of peaches very well, Cam? Oh, very, very <laughs> draw. Um, uh, the, my other thing, my holy grail of taste and getting it right in the glass is uh, I think I've moved on uh, a little bit from the Negronian, of course, that is the Sazerac. Oh,
3: gosh. Oh, oh I've just oh, throwing yeah, this in your lap, so haven't I? Oh, there we God, go. Do you know what? At the end of Christmas, and depending on on your family, it might be a case that, you know, you've finally got them out the door and you've got a little bit of peace and quiet. Mm -hmm. Or you've been able to get back to your home and have a little bit of peace and quiet and you want something Mm -hmm. that is...
0: Contemplative?
3: Contemplative and relaxing and Mm. indulgent and, yeah, the Sazerac. And for me, it's half whiskey, half cognac. That's definitely the way I prefer it. And we're talking rye
0: Um, whiskey here too, aren't we?
3: Well, anything in the American style. Oh. So whether it's rye, whether it's bourbon, whether it's... Uh, Wait, know, I mean, bourbon. What
0: is that style? Does that mean it has to have an eagle on the label? <laughs> and, really, and the word
3: freedom somewhere? I think the, the core part is probably more about the oak <laughs> than anything else, to be, to yeah. be honest. that It's lots and lots of new American oak. Um, there's a couple of Australian whiskies out there that are in that style. Obviously, Ned that I do some work with, but also uh, Tiger Snake and Dugite out of WA. I, dig, I dig
0: the Ned, the Ned with the smell of maple. I, 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 I love it, love it.
3: And um, But, yeah, mix that half and half with cognac, a dash of Peychaud bitters, and it does need that Peychaud that's it just a second
0: just very very quickly background this is a, um, a cocktail from the, the golden age maybe even before the golden age 1860s uh, said
3: yeah, that's the eighteen fifties, eighteen sixties. Boom. Uh, Adam and, New Orleans.
0: Yeah, Sazerac um, was the name of the uh, the cognac or the brandy. Phylloxera devastated everything. It became more patriotic to have the rye or the American toned whiskey. And uh it's a thing should you have a sugar cube in there, Seb?
3: Well, I like this one is served, you know, not like an old fashioned. This is served straight up in a rock's glass. So for mm. me I I I go with sugar syrup just to get it. You know, clean and and fresh and mm. you know, stirred,
0: but it's going to have a little bit of sugar in there, doesn't it? It
3: needs a little splash of sugar. Just yeah, the sugar syrup. Because I must don't say, go ha- don't go too heavy on the sugar.
0: No, but it's got to be there. We're talking balance anyway. Okay, yeah, so sorry, I probably spent too much time. That's my own <laughs> indulgence.
3: Over <laughs> uh, to you. Tell us some more, Sam. And then um, you need the glass has to be chilled with absinthe. Oh, so, so, you so take it's still there. wash. glass? And, and you put in some absinthe and some ice and some water. And that glass will chill down and give it that beautiful aroma of aniseed and then finish with a lemon twist. So you throw out the absinthe from the water once that glass is sort of coated and cold. Yeah. And then um, uh, a good way to get the relatives to leave on Christmas Day. How do you do that? How do you do that? Well, the traditional New Orleans way to coat the glass with absinthe is that you get your rocks glasses and you put a dash of absinthe in them and then you throw them in the air spinning. Yeah, Spins the absinthe up and down the glass, but it also is like a, a shower of absinthe. Yeah. Which, actually, knowing my family, I think that'd make them stay longer. But,
0: <laughs> but it's so, so you find someone that is uh, has a uh, uh, a thing against uh, aniseed. So we, <laughs> yeah, we won't right. li- the aniseed phobic people. Give them the aniseed shower, and that will get rid of them. <laughs> So what about, okay, let's, um, let's just go forward a little bit because one of my favourite things about Christmas is not Christmas, even though I do sing Happy Birthday to Jesus, and which is a good thing. Boxing Day. That's the day where sloth is encouraged, my friend. And what are we that's drinking me, on that day?
3: Well, Cam, for me, that's the day to make turkey pie. Turkey so pie. You, turkey pie. You know, you get the leftover turkey, you make some pastry and yeah. you bake up a turkey pie. Turkey it's pie. a bit of a tradition in our family. And you need a restorative. Um, obviously, I've spent this year making a bit of vodka as well with, with the grain shaker team. Yes. And so it's sort of vodka spritzes for me. Uh, you know, whether it's like fresh lemon, vodka, a bit of sugar topped up with a, with a sparkling or prosecco in a big glass. Wow. Um, or mm-hmm. fruit, you know, fruit. Again, it's, you know, cherries are, cherries are coming into season. So cherries, you know, with gin. Again, prosecco and sugar in a big glass, you know, that's just so refreshing on a boxing day when you need a bit of a cleanser wow. while baking up some leftovers into a bit of a turkey pie.
0: Wow. I wish we had more time to um, go into this turkey <laughs> pie. I might, um, I, I'm going to get you to join us at the uh, Triple R Beach Shack in the next few weeks. Um, you might be able to sort of catch a wave in and maybe, uh, you know, we'll give you a towel and you can, uh, you know, dry off and come in and join us as the breeze we can, comes through.
3: you can bring a slice of turkey pie with
0: us. Oh, that sounds great. You just want to put it in a plastic bag because no doubt you'll be coming in by windsurfer, uh, which <laughs> sounds very, very good. Seb, thank you for all you've done this year.
3: Great, Cam, and a huge thank you. You know, I think... You have been a bit of a voice for our industry this year, and you continue to be so, and it's been so important to stay in touch with everyone. And I think, you know, hopefully, you know, what we've just seen up in Sydney, you know, like we've Mm. got to keep at it. We've got to stay strong. And, you know, we will all get through it because we're all, you know, we're all in it together. And it is a lovely family. I think the hospitality industry
0: oh, 100% and before we do go I really want to say in one huge bouquet, you tell me if you agree with me Danny Vallant, are you listening? Uh, This is a big hug for you because you have shown your soul, your humanity and your care for others and also a great communicator. So this this is the big bouquet I want to send at the end of the year. There are many more and all the others who have had the courage to open up their own businesses this year. Seb, I'm going to see you later. We're signing off because... Moju is filling in for Still Here and I promise I won't crash her show this <laughs> like year. Like last time. Yeah, I'm not going to do that. Uh. Matt,
1: you rock. I love you. You rock, Cam. Love you back. And
0: I love you too. All you people out there will see you at the beach house. Hi, this is Cam Smith and you've been listening to the podcast of Triple R's Eat It, a weekly radio show about food and drink. Broadcast live on Triple R from Melbourne, Australia, every Sunday. Hope you enjoyed the podcast and feel free to get in touch
1: with us via the Triple R website.